This is episode 121. My name is Justin Peach. Hey, I'm Chris. And this is the Bible Buffoons Podcast. I had something weird. I I, thought you were going to sneeze. Well, I couldn't breathe for a second. Oh. Not breathe. It's like I started that beginning. If you listen to that first part where I said, I like hesitated and paused and my breath got off. So I was like, this is episode 21. That's how it felt. Is that like I couldn't gather a breath. You looked, you looked in crisis. Well, and I didn't want to go. <sighs> I don't want to be weird in the microphone like I just did. Uh, but anyways, no, we're good. We're good. I'm not in crisis. Now you said the word yawn. Now I have to. Oh dear. I'll drink some coffee. Straight up mental trigger. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is. Um, man, I feel like a lot's happened. Not really, mm. but I just feel like yesterday we took shots in our staff meeting. <laughs> uh, Clarify. <laughs> we, what's really funny is we walked in and, and Willie goes, what are we doing? And I was like, this is like a Jim Jones scenario. <laughs> Drink the Kool-Aid. So you guys shots. We had little tiny Dixie cups of juice. Um, not communion. Um, there's a there's a TikTok real sh- short story, whatever the things are. I don't even know where I see stuff anymore online. That's a Skittles drink. The internet. You see it on the internet. <laughs> on the World Wide Webs. It's a Skittles drink where you take OJ, you take orange juice, and then you get the strawberry Hershey-like syrup, and you pour those together. And on the surface, you're like, what's happening? Yeah. But then it makes this cool orangey uh, 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 coral. It's pretty red. Red. I think a little. And it tastes. salmon. People. Deep salmon is exactly the way that I do it. And what's funny is that people, y'all in the meeting were like, oh, what a, this is. It was thick, boy. Well, now, it's some syrupy, <laughs> syrupy, thick, boy. But it tasted like a Skittle. It did taste like a Skittle. People are like, oh, this which, is too... Which, I'm not a big Skittle guy. My daughter loves Skittles. Oh, I love Skittles. So she would love that drink. Well, then, I might uh, bring it tonight for not, dinner. Taco not, Tuesday, and I will let Lila try it. Not a big Skittle guy. Oh. Uh, and, boy, that was sweet. So... It got me got me back here. You Misty know? in the office was like, I love that we are talking about. And we talked this morning. We reviewed the situation. We're like, you guys are, you guys are dumb. Have you not had <laughs> syrup with pan? They're like, they're like, this is too sweet at nine o'clock in the. You about, at, put, you about put me in a diabetic coma. <laughs> Wait, people go, this is too sweet for ten o'clock in the morning. Like, you ever had pancakes with syrup? Have you guys, yeah, you got, you got, you eat that stuff in the morning. Anyways, I'm here to tell you that it is true. It is if true. If you want to try it, 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 like Skittle. Now, sure. I probably you pretty, had. You were pretty loose with the the measurements. Yeah, I, well, the video I saw online, the guy that made him measurements, but I also made it in a pitcher. Yeah. When I made it at home, I just made it in a little bitty glass, and that was way better. Like okay. just like a little bit at a time. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, drink. Try it. It's good. We have our student Christmas party this weekend, and I was gonna maybe do that, but that's kind of an expensive. Yeah. Fun thing to do for forty people, so we might not do that. We're going roller skating. Hey, I'm going roller skating this week. Are you? Lila's birthday. That's right. She wants to go roller skating. Where are you going? No clue. 
Go to Bessemer. That's where we're I going. I think that's where we're going. Yeah. Well, we well we rented the whole place out for Sunday night. Nice. Just bring her Sunday night. <laughs> and just be like, here's your birthday party. 40 teenagers. They all love you. Um, I love roller skating. Hadn't done it in a while. Lala wants me to roller skate at her party. So we're going to see how that goes. I'm going to bring my blades. Okay. I'm going to bring my own, my own adult-sized roller blades that I have. Why do you have roller blades? Well, I had them when I was... My foot hasn't grown. Oh, okay. So these aren't years. like a new purchase. Heck no. Okay. So you may know... You, you're like down there on the Lakeshore Green Trail. Just like <laughs> getting it. Just getting it. Just... G- on your left, <laughs> just like going quick <laughs> with one of those helmets, yeah. like the aerodynamic helmets, <laughs> it, it, glasses. Yeah, it's like a bullet looking yeah. helmet. Yeah, spandex. Yeah, I'm over here training. Uh, no, I don't know if we talked about this. We probably have. I, as a child, uh, um, hockey got big in, in Nashville hockey. in '98. Mighty Ducks. So Predators. Predators in '98. I was in eighth grade, Mighty Ducks, D1, D2, quack, 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 knuckle puck, all of that stuff, right? Well, our local Mountain Juliet skating rink yeah. converted to a roller hockey rink. So a lot of people think roller hockey, they think playing in your driveway, a tennis court yeah. or a driveway, which I love to the roots. Yes, that's like that's how you start. But in Mountain Juliet, they made it a a rink with boards and like it was a legit That's deal so crazy it, it was uh yeah like this is like the skating rink that i grew up in my entire life yeah. then they put up walls and boards and like glass and you're like okay this is um and so i played that growing up i played like roller hockey but like i was on a travel league you know you have travel league softball and volleyball now and yeah. baseball and kids are going i did that i went to indiana and new orleans and kentucky Doing roller hockey. There you go. Um, Just checking folks into boards. Oh, I was the goalie. Oh, well, probably not checking anybody then. No. I, I almost did get in a fight. One in Nashville at the Opryland Hotel. Oh, no. Um, almost, a guy said he wanted to kill me. Oh. We were 12. That's, we were young. He wasn't. He was about that. I I... I I felt invincible because I have goalie gear on. Yeah, it, you ain't gonna hurt me. I did trip him. Oh, but he was in my crease as a goalie. You're allowed to get people out of your crease. I tripped him because he's in my crease. He was trying to play get dirty. Get out of my then crease. he turned around and uh, tried to fight me. Oh dear. Thankfully, your team kind of has your back on that, so I didn't really do much. Yeah, I looked tough. But I was like, please don't hit me. But you're also kind of like puffy with I, all your gear. I'll, I'll get you. Like, you I, can't, I'm like, really move. I'm like waddling over. Like, oh, I'll get you. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> um, anyways, I have roller skates because of that time in my life. That's when I was 12. I was a little bit older, but um, they still fit. They're tight. You must have been like a huge 12 year old. My foot just didn't grow. <laughs> I mean, I wear a size. Uh, those are probably nine and a half. So okay. I, I wear 10, 10 and a half. So they're yeah. a little tight but you on can me. Get in there. I can. I, I mean, for a period of time i'm not gonna wear them all day um anyways that's a good that's a good hockey roller skating chat we're gonna have that how did that happen that skating rink roller hockey you're gonna take lila yeah okay her and some friends yeah a couple couple little buddies that's gonna be awesome that's so fun um another big news in the peach household we have um maybe good that we're going to your house for dinner tonight Instead of our house, mm-hmm. we have gained a new member. 
of our of our house. Moses number two. We have gained a cat. <laughs> we have acquired an all black cat. Um, I don't like cats, y'all. I mean, I'm not a monster. Like, it's fine. It's cute. It's a kitty. My aunt had a cat growing up called Kissifer. Kissifer? <laughs> yeah. And that was the <laughs> that was the meanest cat. My Aunt Dar. What a weird neighbor. Aunt Dar had Kissifer and Kissifer attacked me. And I, ever never, since then. Never forgiven the cat. All cats. Like that cat ruined it for everybody. Yeah. And everybody and all the cats. Kissifer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so not a fan. We had a cat years ago. Moses. Moses died. Got hit by a car. We had to put him down. Moses. It was sad. That was pre-kids. A friend Moses of, could not cross the Black Sea. No, the car hit him and paralyzed him. And then my wife had to hold him while they gave him a shot to put him down. And oh, it's supposed well, to take like force in a, in a closet in a vet because that's where they only had room for him. Uh, <laughs> Bummer. Gave him a shot and that's supposed to take like 30 seconds. Yeah. You know, like I had my dog put down a year or so ago. Yeah. It's very quick. This cat was uh, had nine more lives. It took like 12 minutes, oh, 15 God. minutes. And she's like, is this normal? And I like, kept giving it more. I was like, oh, my word. Traumatized. Wife's crying in a closet holding the dead. So what's your cat's name? So we have a cat, all black cat name. We want to keep it biblical. Okay. We ask our kids. Jack's like, Judas. I'm like, mm. <laughs> I'm like well. But there was a good Judas, yeah. but that's not who you go to first. That's not where Judas, you... Judas, also known as Justice. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Let's let's not go with Judas. Um, so the hard thing as a parent, as you know, is trying to get your kids to... Like, you know where you want to go, but you have to make it like it's their idea. Yeah. Here we go. We have a cat, all black cat, male. He's cute. Maybe I'll post a picture on our stuff. Uh, his name is Rufus. Rufus. Rufus the cat. And you may be thinking, Justin, where is Rufus in the Bible? Probably in there. In- There's some dude named Jesse in the Bible. <laughs> but, hey, Rufus is a New Testament name, too. This ain't no, like, Nebuchadnezzar weirdness. This is New Testament. All right. Hit me with it. Ready? Yeah. Mark fifteen twenty one, The end of the life of Jesus. He is about to die Mm -hmm. going down 21 and they compelled a passerby simon of serene who was coming in from the who was uh, coming in from the country the father of alexander and rufus there you go so rufus's daddy simon carried the cross carried the cross for jesus uh, Simon Rufus did nothing in that story except for was born. It just was, was alive. Apparently, people were like, "Oh, Alexander and Rufus!" Like, apparently, they had a name. Yeah, but I don't know what they did. Their dad was more famous. He's the one that carried the cross for Jesus. Yeah, but anyways, Ruru, we got little Rufus. I don't like cats, and that cat knows it. Oh, and now loves me. Of course, sits on every night. Does it curl up on your head in, in the night? No. We don't let him out of an area all the time. Like he's still young. He's still like eleven weeks. So we're still baby. we're still training. But what he does like to curl up is in my lap watching TV at night on the couch. Do not like that. Yeah, you're gonna be best friends. With they have cl- they have claws. Yeah, and they don't use it quite yet. He's still a baby. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah. Um, no, I, the cat's great. Like I love it. Our family loves it. Just whatever. All right. Well, I I just told y'all a lot about uh, 
It's my life just right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, one more thing about my life. Heads up, prayers, uh, 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 and happy for my brother-in-law. Uh, Twelve fifty-one last night had their first child. I'm excited well, there. Yes, uh, our one of our twins was going bonkers from about twelve thirty to about one thirty or two. Was not happy, but we were up, and then we checked our phone and we're like, "Yay!" We knew <laughs> that she was in the hospital all day yesterday. Yeah. But twelve fifty-one, uh, John Nelson Markham the fourth. Wow. Ford. They're gonna got, call him Ford. Got that IV. The the uh, Ford. I wanted to call him John Quad. <laughs> Quattro. They weren't down for that. But like that. shout out to John and Katie. Good job, uh, and baby Ford. He you was nine it. pounds eight ounces. That's a big boy. That I, I think our two twins together were like maybe ten pounds. Like. Yeah. <laughs> that baby is almost as much as that's two twins. Two our babies put together, but whatever's. Um, all right, hey, we're gonna jump into this again. We're not in a series or whatnot. Well, we really from three years ago or two years ago, whatever. If you could recall back to episode thirteen, y'all, they can't because <laughs> you couldn't, yeah. and neither could I. I actually didn't know we'd done two of these. Yeah. I thought we just did one. Faith and works. So that's the one that what was wasn't. The other one? I don't know. So we had a series yeah. called Tension. Yeah. We can go back and look at it. But we'd had Faith and Works. And there was one more. I looked at it yesterday, but I just forgot. Um, it was something good. Living in this tension. of yeah. like You're being pulled in different directions. And so we said, hey, we might continue this series. Sorry, we went from episode 13 to 121. But, you know, we thought y'all needed a break from it. We're back. Uh, so here we go. We're going to do one episode on... Uh, kind of tensions on how are you being pulled in two different areas and that tension in between on this kind of tug of war and what does the Bible say where you should live and do these kind of things in this topic. Uh, so what we're talking about is less versus more. And there's that's a very broad category too Yeah. of less versus more. Less versus more what? Right. Um in this, but but the Bible, if you were to talk about it purely on a, I don't know, purely on a, a material thing, I think it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. I think the Bible is open for both of those things. Okay. Of asking you shall receive in this. Now, again, we could take that verse and go a little bit deeper in, is that really what it's talking about? But as a common non-scholarly theologian church member when you hear this you think material and money stuff things yeah. and especially this time of christmas right we're yeah. in this time where um hey you know what do you want what do you want what can we get you what can we buy and it's like i don't know <laughs> i'm yeah. tired yeah i'm tired of that i really don't care yeah. like I, my gift to me is you're not asking me what to get me and mm. just either give me something or don't yeah like my feelings aren't going to be hurt don't 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 give me a uh, chore yeah. for my own gift. Then I have to go around and give you a gift too. No. Yeah. Anyways, it's a little soapbox. Justin loves Christmas. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> but less is more, right? Uh, um, but I think God does celebrate a little bit. Uh, God's word does celebrate this idea of 
less mm. uh, um, uh, of thinking less uh, about having some of the stuff of uh, um, you know what do you have money wise you know we can go to Luke 16 we can go to Luke 16 we'll read a little bit here the rich man and Lazarus right so there's a story here which is pretty um, common and popular when you were to talk about money and material and things and more and less, right? This is kind of one of the verses. So 16, uh, Luke 16, starting at 19 there says there was a rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and who feasted Ooh, sumptuously every day. Sumptuous. Mine says lavishly. I like lavishly. Every day. Sumptuously. Mm. And at his gate was and at his gate was laid a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who desired to be fed with that fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, even the dogs came and licked his sores. That's a that's yeah, the, gross. The whole point of that is a gross out story. Yeah, right? It's like this guy's as low as he, low. He just go. wants to eat scraps from the guy's table, yeah. crumbs, and then even the dogs are like, "Let me get some of them sores." That's gross. And he, and he's so he defeated, he, he doesn't did, even care. He he's just like lets whatever. Like yeah, sores, right. So. Um, and the uh, and the sickness licked his sores. The poor man died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. Um, and in Hades being a torment, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he called out father Abraham. Now I want to sing that song. Father Abraham have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and to cool my tongue for I am in anguish in this flame. But Abraham said, child, remember that you in your lifetime received your good things and Lazarus and in like, uh, and, ooh, and Lazarus in like manner, bad things. What am I reading this wrong? In like manner, bad things, but now in Lazarus in like manner, bad things in like manner, bad things. How am I not reading that bad things? But now he is comforted here. And you are in anguish. And besides all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been fixed. And in order that those who would pass from there to you would not be able, and none across there to you. And he said, Then I beg you, Father, and send them to my father's house. And I love this part here. Send them to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that so that he may warn them, lest they also come into this place of torment. But Abraham said, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, no, Father Abraham, but if somebody goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to him, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they convince if someone would rise from the dead or be convinced. So there's a lot in that story. Rich man, poor man, poor man dies. He goes with Abraham. Rich man uh, 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 dies and goes to Hades and is hot down there and is anguishing and he's in torment down there. And he's like, Abraham, help me. And he's like, sorry, you got what you wanted on earth. And he did not. Mm. So now it's going to be switched. Um, so on the surface, if you take this, you can go, this is kind of cruel. Like God's word celebrates or it looks like it is elevating somebody who is poor. Mm. 
right? And then if you went to like the Beatitudes, poor, uh, you, know, the, you know, like the poor spirit, and you kind of go through all those things. Um, do you think that's exactly what this is talking about here? I think there are some key elements to this story that we have to pay attention to. Yes. That gives us some insight into the point, right? All right. One, this is Jesus talking. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're going to go there for this part, but this is mine is all red letter. This is Jesus talking, telling a story. Yeah, so this the, is a parable. This isn't a true event. This isn't this a true is, event. This is a, this is a yes. for instance. This uh, is Jesus teaching in a story form. Right. So, so yeah, so just get that in your mind first. Um, and, and there's some key. And so if Jesus is telling this story, Jesus is a really good storyteller. And he <laughs> yeah. everything he says is on purpose uh, yes. and, and has an important role to play. So is the point here that poor, lowly people are inherently good and will re- receive a reward later on and people that have wealth uh, and prosperity are inherently bad and will receive a punishment later on. No, I don't think that is the point of this. Story. But if you were just to read that though, one off without mm-hmm. knowing the rest of Jesus mm-hmm. and the rest of the gospel and the rest of the good news, you'd be like, well, dang, I need to sell everything. It doesn't matter what I do with it. Right. I just need to be poor. Right. I can still be a turd, yeah. but I just need to be poor. So, but if you look at some of the details here, um, it's all about contrast, right? Oh, okay. And yeah. proximity. Ooh. Contrast and proximity. So you have this rich man, and it talks about his wealth, and it talks about his wealth primarily in terms of feasting and food. And then you contrast that with this poor man. And where does it say that the poor man sits? At the out of the gate. Of this guy's house. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's aware that there is this poor sick dying man that sits at his gate every day yet he is at his table feasting while this guy is laying there dying and getting his sore licks by dogs this is about love Mm. and compassion and greed right yeah so what what caused this guy to not have compassion on this man who is so visible he's literally right there at his it is he's more concerned with himself right it's it's about selfishness we could say oh help the poor help the needy help the sick help the hungry this is help lazarus so this guy has a name to him who's like out like there's no way that this rich young man did not know who this guy was exactly yeah so in the abstract you can kind of get get confused or get overwhelmed with like, well, how do I help the poor? Quote unquote. But like, if there's a man who's sitting outside 472 Turtle Creek Drive, which is my house. Hey, you put put out there on the interwebs. (laughs) He's sitting at the (laughs) end of my driveway and I pass him every day. I invite you and your family over to my house and we're feasting and we're having a great time. And I could not give a rip about that dude who's dying at the end of my driveway. (laughs) That, that, Yeah then I'm a bad person. <laughs> yeah. I am not. Absolutely. I'm not following God's ways. Yeah. That's what this story is about. It's yeah. not some theoretical thing. It's like literally who in your life needs you? Not, yeah. not the unnamed masses. Like there are people around who need you. Are you aware? Are you open to helping them? That's what I think. I I think that's great. That, that's that. There's a when we talk about wealth and we talk about money and we talk about these things a lot on here about like what are your desires and going and all these things and and the Bible doesn't say 
this is good, this is bad. Well, kind of. You, 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 might, you might look in Hebrews here in a little bit, and I think it does kind of say that. But, but this idea of like wanting new things and having new things and stuff like that, that's, that's not necessarily the worst thing of the, mm-hmm. in the world. But does it consume you into where like you won't even see the need to help somebody else because you are so wrapped up in whatever this other thing is, whether I need more, I want more, I want more comfort, I want more, whatever it is, um, that it's like that's going to put me uh, uh, out if I help this person out in some way. Yeah. Um, you, you, You want less chaos and less awkwardness. I want more comfort. I want more ease. And those two, I don't think gel when we talk about living a life and walking with Christ. Mm. More comfort and ease and less awkwardness. No, I think Jesus was all about being some awkward. Yeah. Uh, right. And it wasn't, he didn't have a house. He didn't have a car. He didn't have a full time job. He relied on other people giving him places to stay and eat and do. And he was like, look, this is who I am. Yeah. Um, and for me, like for a lot of people, that is very odd. Like to ask somebody for something, like that's mm-hmm. can be a little bit awkward. Yeah, we're not very good at that. We're not actually good at living in community with one another. Like, yeah, where we, you know, uh, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty different thing to be destitute or whatever on the street. Um, but like, do we have the mindset? in our communities of reliance on one another. I think that's a healthy thing. Yeah. It's like we 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 go together, we support one another, good times, bad times. Yeah. We're there, right? Um and I think sort of that western pull yourself up by your bootstraps like we just don't like yeah. being vulnerable. We don't like asking for help. It's awkward. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want to owe anybody anything. Yeah, and then like it comes back on. Thing, yeah. So. Um all right, so this tension of less and more. I I, I He's not quite saying don't have any money. If, if, if you are poor on the street, then you're going to be in heaven. Yeah. There's a deeper issue here of love and compassion and, and, and um, loving and helping and serving other people in this as well. And he's saying, you didn't do that at all. Yeah. And like, I think, you know, this is a parable. So, but like if this Lazarus character was a real person, he, wanted to not be poor. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he, he wasn't happy. He was poor. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, so it's not, it's not, um, a celebration of poverty. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's a contrast. It's a story of contrast. You know, I I think, is it Spider-Man? I I, guys, I haven't seen any movies in, in the past ever. So, I don't remember. Is it with great power comes great responsibility? Is Nailed that Spider-Man? It. That's Spider-Man. That is? Hey, look yeah. at me. Um, I think about this sometimes when I think about people that have money. Yeah. Whether how much it is. Yeah. You know, whether you're a millionaire or you're a hundredaire, oh, it's like, yeah, there you go. It's like, hey, you have this money. Like that comes with some responsibility. Yeah, for sure. On how are you serving and, and and using that instead of hoarding it on yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So I think there's a there's a bigger issue there. All right, so we have that. Oh, we're already at 28 minutes. We talked too much about skating. Big um, all right, so less versus more, having less. If we talk about more, um, if if we were to jump ahead to Matthew seven, we're not going to read it, but Matthew seven, 
It says, ask and it will be given to you. You could also read this. This could be a health and wealth gospel here, mm. right? Of like, I ask and it will be. I've, I don't know how on Twitter I started following somebody or maybe it's someone I follow follows them. And it's just these people, and I got to go next time I see it, I need to unfollow and delete and block this person. But it's a random time that just says like, by noon tomorrow, God will bless you financially. You retweet this. Well, no, not even that. Just like, we'll bless you financially. And a ton of likes and people. And I'm like, all right, well, somebody that read this might like get it a works. bonus yeah. and win a scratch off lottery. I don't know. But like, it just is like, oh yeah, God's it's gonna, coming. It's coming. Yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna. What if somebody did the opposite of that? Like by noon tomorrow, God will curse you. I think there's a lot of that too on there. <laughs> I just don't follow those people. Yeah, I think that may be on there too. Um, the Mayan calendar, right? We can. Yeah. Anyways, uh, having more and what God wants. When you say, "Hey, God wants to give you," ask and you shall receive it. They are coming from a place that you are, they are assuming that you will be asking from a place not of um, greed and not of wanting and not of selfishness, but more of what. Mm. And so here we have just a a few more minutes and we can get into this a whole lot more. But one of the questions that I have for you as we kind of think about Christmas and people are asking me mm. and they might ask you, people have gotten lazy now. They just don't get you gifts. They just ask you, Hey, what yeah. do you want? Yeah. And a part of me, like, like I said, is like, thank you for not wasting. You have to give me a tie that I won't wear. Right. I at least get something, a pocket knife that I might use. Cool. Um, but it's also like, come on, yeah. do your own deal. But asking, we're, we're just talking about more things and more stuff and all that stuff. What should we be thinking about? What do we need less of in our life? And what do we need more of in our life? If we're in the tension and we say we want to be both ways, let's not talk about just money, no money, food, no food. Yeah. What else? Hmm. What are some things you think that more of what? Less of what? That will help me. Yeah. Could I take a quick detour? You can do whatever you want to, man. Um, Absolutely. This, uh, the only reason I want to take this quick detour is because this is particularly something that I've been talking with my kids about as we've been kind of going through our Bible studies. We and this is hard for kids to wrap their mind very around. much so. Yes. So humans operate with a scarcity mindset. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Meaning, when I look at the world around me, I see limited resources that I have to kick and scratch and claw to get as much of it as I can because if I don't get it, somebody else, somebody else is. And what does that mean for me and my family? But the stories over and over and over again in Scripture is that God does not operate with a scarcity mindset. That God's table is abundant. That God is able to take nothing and make something crazy out of it. You got you got God raining down food on the right. Israelites. Yeah. They didn't have nothing. God's Literally. just feeding them every day. They're complaining about it, but he's feeding them. <laughs> There's nothing there. But they're alive. They're whacking rocks and pure, water. beautiful water comes out in the middle of the desert. 
Jesus has taken these loaves and these fishes and this miracle happens and, and food is exploding everywhere. They're Left picking overs. up baskets of this stuff. We look and we see five loaves and two fishes and we're like, I have to get at least one loaf and one fish for my family because there's not enough. Yeah. Right. And I'll, and I will, yeah, I will hurt someone yeah. to take care of my family. But God says, you're playing by the wrong playbook. <laughs> In my kingdom, there is more than enough for you and for everyone that you could ever imagine. And what do we see the kingdom of God described as just over and over? This party, it's a mm -hmm. banquet, yeah. it's a feast, yeah. Yeah. right? So this whole conversation about less or more is a little bit like irrelevant. <laughs> And, and yeah. you've got this in your notes. It's about contentment. Yeah, yeah. Right? Where was, where was, I'm going to make sure that we read that. Paul talks about contentment. Jesus mm -hmm. talks about contentment. Yeah. It's like, you know, whether I've got, whether I, I have excess or I'm in need, like I know that in the kingdom of God, there is more than enough. And that ultimately that's our future. So, but to answer your question. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that was a very so, good detour. Good no, how do we, how do we, how do we wrestle with like, what do I need more of in my life? Yeah. And what do I need less of in my life? What do I need more of? I need more contentment. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Uh, to, to look at my life and say, Hey, you know, regardless of the circumstances, the things that are most important are taken care of, you know, which should be easier coming off of the Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. Like it should be easier because that should be in our mindset now. Right. Like, okay, let me be thankful for what I have yeah. um, in those things. And not again, have, I'm not talking about physical things. Yeah. No. And, and we talked about a little, a little bit about this before the thing, but I need, I need more uh, intentional time with my family yeah. and the people that are important to me in my life. Mm -hmm. uh, I need more uh, opportunities to get still in God's presence and let, let him speak to me mm -hmm. and bless me. Um, uh, those are the types of things that I need more of. And, and we talked about this too. The things that I need less of are distraction, mm -hmm. doom scrolling on my phone, <laughs> uh, burning myself out to make other people happy. Yeah. Like, so when we talk about less and more, the tension there is how are we, how are we viewing the question? We're not talking about stuff. Yeah, the stuff is irrelevant. Be content wherever you are with stuff, but your time, your attention, your your uh, your uh, your skills. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Those are the things where we can think positively and, and in a healthy way about less and more. Yeah, that is great. Uh, you know, if I feel you like were, I just talked for a long time. No, that was wonderful. Uh, if if you are younger, if you are so wrapped up in the world, and, and you were listening to this, your brain is only going to stuff, mm -hmm. right? That's why for kids it's really hard yeah. for students, and even for adults. Um, I'm not saying you're a mature or immature Christian if you think a certain way, because there's no way to right you know measure that, but. Right now, if you're hearing us and you are only thinking about money and things and material stuff, then you're asking yourself the wrong question, right? right? Then then you are stuck in that item area. Um, Which is really easy to do. like Because that's what <laughs> uh, the world is telling you. Yeah. Like, it, I, I'm not saying, like, woe is you. Like, that's where a lot of people are. You have to work yourself out of that type yes, of mindset. Yes, and, and so if you are 
like a lot of people sitting there going, I don't know what to pray about. I don't know what that's got. Hey, start there. Yeah. Start being like, hey. Pray for contentment. <laughs> pray for contentment. Yeah. Um, and then the less and more question will morph into, I need less money and cars and vacations and this, and I need more. It will turn into... I need more contentment. Right. I need less chaos more in my peace. life. I need more peace in my yeah. life. I need more intentional relationships to help me grow. Yeah. I need solitude. I need whatever it may be. You can start to, uh, uh, and that's what I think when God says, ask, ask God, I need more peace. I need more intentional relationships. I need more of this. I need less chaos. Yeah. God's like, yeah, that's the stuff. Yeah, yeah. let's go. Now when we're start to line up with, now his we're heart, building yeah, something like, good. Yeah. He's, this is no longer like a, um, thinking about a, um, sometimes when we go to Honduras and we build houses, everyone, maybe about half the time, we have to tear down a house, right. houses in quotes. Yeah. We got to tear down the structure the shack. to build something new. Yeah. And I think when we get to that part of asking for contentment and, and peace and, and you know deeper relationships with him and other people god's like okay we're done tearing down now let's build this yeah that's good let's build this good foundation like up. That. um so yeah living in that less is more you guys got this yeah you guys got it read some scriptures <laughs> you can do it you can do it <laughs> awesome well hey we hope that you guys uh, hey you guys have chris's if you won't maybe we can go back um, I doubt he's going to put his address in the show notes, but you can go back, guys, and listen to his address. You guys know we live in Hoover. Uh, <laughs> um, s- send send him send him some Christmas cards. Oh, that'd be great. Send Chris some Christmas. Send us Christmas cards via his address <laughs> or Homewood Church of Christ, and you can send a test to. Uh, that'd be awesome if we got a Christmas card. There you go. Hey, if you are a listener out here in one of the 44 states that we got <laughs> – and you want to send us a Christmas card, I would really enjoy it. <laughs> so would Chris. That'd be awesome. You can go to homewoodchurch.org, find our address. Ship it over. And ship it over. And we will, it will stay on my whiteboard, my silver board, forever. I will forever. I will leave it here forever, y'all. Um, that'd be great. Uh, well, hey, hope you have a um, good start of the Christmas season. Um, have some good time with families. Yeah. It's going to be good. Soak it up. friends. Uh, do that, and we will catch y'all next week. Bye, folks. Deuces. Deuces.